When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're tired of spending money on trail cameras you use as tools only to find out they're built like freaking toys, or you've struggled with unreliable, not-so-dependable cameras or experienced customer service that flat-out disappointed you, I've been there, those problems literally birthed Exodus eight years ago when they shipped their first camera. Exodus had a clear desire to not only build elite products that enabled you to set it and forget it all season long, but also to back them like no other company was willing to with an unmatched level of customer service and support. See for yourself why Exodus has over 15,000 satisfied customers. They've quickly become known for their five-year no BS warranty, quality cameras, and best-in-class customer service. You heard that right. Exodus believes in their products so much, every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty that includes theft and accidental damage coverage. Each camera is checked for quality control standards before it leaves the warehouse. They wouldn't use it, you don't get it. Exodus is so confident to love your new Exodus camera. They're offering you, the listener of this show, 15% off your next order today. Just use code BTE. If you don't love it, get your money refunded in the first 30 days and just send her back. Exodus really has two excellent cell cam options for uh, all budgets, and they start at just $179 plus your 15% off there. You use the code BTE. They have competitive data plans that allows you to purchase a plan and use the data as you see fit. They want you to be in control. There's no annual commitment and no limit on how many cameras you can run on one plan. You can share cameras with friends, no charge, which makes the Exodus lineup a great option for hunting clubs and leases. There are no additional fees for HD photo requests. That's pretty nice. No additional fees for video uploads. And all cameras share data on a single data plan for easy management. See for yourself why so many have made the switch to Exodus and experienced Exodus difference. Use code BTE to get 15% off your next order today. Now let's talk about Osseo gear. It's a great option for whitetail hunters. They develop a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the market in quality. Plus, you got a lifetime warranty on anything you buy from Osseo, which is pretty nice. They have a super unique camo pattern and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand. So visit asiogear.com get you some premium hunting clothing. Got a Talk to you about Stealth Outdoors, makers of Stealth Strips. Stealth Strips really are a, a product that any hunter, whether you're a weekend warrior or a guy that hunts almost every day, really needs to take advantage of. Stuff absolutely deadens your, your gear uh, to make it essentially uh, noise-free. you haven't checked out Stealth Strips yet, stop buying all the other crappy alternatives like the hockey tape and any other stuff you're trying to use to silence your gear, get the good stuff. Get Stealth Strips. Visit StealthOutdoors.com. Pick you up some Stealth Strips. All my partners are linked in the description below. Go check them out. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Hope everybody's doing good this morning. Had a topic that I wanted to talk about with everybody that I've been kind of bouncing ideas on this topic back and forth just for some some buddies and i thought it'd be a good topic just to uh talk about on the on the show just me and the audience um and believe it or not guys i got a bunch of notes for this one that's how um how <laughs> serious i wanted to, to take this topic and, and make sure i cover everything um and hey everybody reading jim funk what's up guys thanks for getting on this morning. Um, so I've been doing a lot of driving lately because I've been going to these, uh, trade shows and whatnot. Um, and I listened to a Joe Rogan 
podcast. He had Cameron Haynes and Steven Ranella on. Um, I don't, you know, you can think whatever you'd like to think about those two, um, but they are very smart uh, individuals and, and are very connected in the industry. And they talked about a whole bunch of stuff, but they brought up, Cam brought up the topic of what will end hunting. And he asked, he's, he asked it to some of his, his uh, podcast uh, guests. And I thought what he said was, um, or, or some kind of, some of the thoughts they had were, were good. Um, and I, it, it sparked this video essentially. Um, I was going to just play like the, there's like a two minute segment here. And I was going to play it for you guys just so you didn't have to listen to the whole thing. But this is from the Joe Rogan um, experience. I think it's episode 2100 with Cameron Haynes and Stephen Ranella. I'm telling you that because I'm not sure how this works with YouTube and if, if I'll get demonetized for sharing this, but we're going to give her a, a shot just so you guys can hear the, this is the kind of the segment of the podcast that sparked my interest the most. You know, I, I asked this question to Waddell the other day. What do you guys think would end hunting if anything does? Mm. Do you think it would be um, anti-hunters, politics, or fellow hunters causing division and infighting and whatever? Public referendums, politics. Politics? Yeah, urban centers. Urban centers yeah. where people vote and they don't have an understanding of what they're voting on. That's you don't got to wonder problem. about it. You don't, it it's, it's happening. Yeah, it's like a, it's not theoretical. Well, why would you say hunters though? Like like hunters in what way? Well, they stop hunting? because I see fellow hunters. There's so much infighting. Whereas you look at the anti hunters, they're so aligned. They're not like right. oh oh parsing this, out the this and that. Yeah, this yeah. this guy is the number one anti hunter in the United States. No, he's not. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Hunters love like yeah tearing each other. That's he ain't funny. a real anti hunter. Yeah, no, I, I'm. He's a he's a fucking private he's land anti hunter. He's I'm, ruining it for all of us yeah, anti hunters. He's right. a wolf in sheep's clothing. So it doesn't happen. They are so aligned. Right. They get they get you know they have the lobbyists working for them. Meanwhile, hunters. Fuck, we can't get out of our own way on half the shit. Mm. Yeah, but I have a long history of being a public person, and I understand it from a different dynamic. Because mm. there's just a thing that happens with men where they become jealous of other men and hateful of other people's success. And then they look at other people for whatever reason as anytime they do something, it takes away from them. Or they look at someone getting attention and somehow or another it takes away from them. And they focus entirely on that person's success or who that person is. And they try to find flaws with them. Yeah. It's a, a natural thing with jealous, weak-minded men. Right. So... We have that in hunting. Yeah, you got to have <laughs> so, that in everything, though. I, we have that in comedy. It's a real issue with stand-up comedy. You All right. That's the part that uh, they go into it in pretty uh, a lot of detail uh, from them. It's like a four-hour podcast. Um, and like I said, uh, like Kyle, like I said, yeah, I, I, I know some people don't like any of these people that are up on the screen. But um, it, it was just a, it was a good conversation. And. It's a conversation I think was good to have on the Joe Rogan experience because so many people listen to it and, you know, maybe it will bring awareness to like this issue of um, hunting going away that could be in the in the foreseeable future. So they, they talked about like politics was one that Steve, I think, brought up that he thinks will end hunting and it kind of already is and. I think the problem we have as hunters is that we're not very involved in the politics of hunting. Like, I mean, I'm very, uh, uh, you know, this is a problem I have is like, I don't, you know, I don't get in, as involved in, in some of the laws that are coming through. Um, you know, I fill out my state's, uh, survey they, they send out every year and that's about all I do. Um, and, you know, things like the, the, the wolf initiative out in Colorado, you know, that was a big political thing that happened that, that may or may not have been good for hunters. Um, you know, some of the, the, the things with cell cameras, whether you will talk about this a little bit later, but like whether you're for them or against them, like it's another thing that we could get more involved in de depending on your opinion. I'm not telling you what to think on that. Just like, um, you know, we sit here in our 
in our uh, rocking chair and complain about it, but that's all the farther it gets. You know, we never really go out and and pursue the the political uh, agendas of hunting um, or anti-hunting. Um, a lot of us like to talk about it on a podcast or on, online, but to actually put the footwork in to go to a meeting or get on a computer, like a, a, I think a lot of these are on uh, webinars now, like the the political meetings when laws are going to change for hunting. Um, I think that's something we could probably all do better at. I mean, I think, I think there's even some organizations now, and I should have looked this up before I uh, got on here, but there's some organizations that actually help you with that. Like let you know when meetings are, are coming up in your state, um, what they're going to be about. Um, but I think in general, as a hunting community, we do a horrible job with the politics of hunting. Um, whereas I think the, anti-hunting community kind of like i think what um cameron was alluding to i think they they're more uh they're they're more conjoined and gonna kind of have a a one one goal and they do a lot more to put hunting down in a in a um you know a, a poor light than hunters put hunting up in a good light so um I think the politics of it, that's a tough one, right? Because um, we are outnumbered for sure. There's not that many hunters in the in the world compared to, to non-hunters. Now, I think, you know, I, I don't know what the statistic is to hunters versus anti-hunters. I think there's a lot of people that are gray or don't, don't think about it much, you know. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. That's my, that's my thought on politics that I don't have as many thoughts on politics as the other two um, topics they talked about. And that's probably a problem, right? I think, uh, I think, oh, another thing that they talked about that I think is really good to touch on is just, uh, the growth of, of cities. Um, and, and something else that is a touchy subject for me because I, I love farmers and I work in the ag industry, um, as well as the hunting industry, but like, man, every time I take a trip down the road, there's one less woods, there's one less, uh, um, fence line for wildlife to live in. It just seems like anymore, man, uh, the, the farming industry is getting so big that it's like, you know, that, that farming mentality, let's get rid of the trees. Let's, uh, let's clear out the fences. That's not helping us either. Right. I mean, I got a, I got a piece of property that I hunted for years and years and years. Um, it's on the, the, the video of it is actually on the, um, the members page on, on this uh, channel. And there used to be a beautiful woods. That's a, I mean, it's a, it was nice and thick. It had some, some hardwoods in it. It's probably 50 acres, 40, 50 acres. It's gone. The last two years, they, they completely leveled it. It's all the woods is just a big pile of brush. Now that they're, um, that they're burning <laughs> and same thing, like the, the government, now doesn't you know according to the farmer that i hunt on the crp program is is not um, lucrative lucrative enough for them to justify keeping their their land in the crp programs so on top of cities growing and and you know public lands getting bought up uh and you know just development in general we also have this ag industry that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you know, the, the habitat for hunters to hunt is going away on private land. So that's something to keep in the back of your mind. You know, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is to that. That's like a, an issue that, um, is going to be tough to, uh, combat because the ag industry is, is very large and it's also very important. <laughs> so it's like a, uh, what do you do there? Um, okay. Anti-hunters. Oh, man, I think the the big thing to hit on with that is is like Cam Cameron said, which this will lead into our our my next point. But the anti hunting community does do what seems like a much better job of portraying the um, hunter as a bad person uh, uh, versus the hunters portraying themselves as a as good people. Um, we do have a lot of infighting inside of hunting. Um, it does seem like anytime we, uh, we get some ground on something, 
something comes up in the in the media um, and kind of puts us back on uh, two two kind of well, the, what is it one step forward and two steps back oftentimes. So the the biggest thing I guess um, is the in you know in our community fighting uh, in uh, hunters fighting other hunters, and I think what Joe said about jealous weak minded men is man I I don't know what it is but. I feel like there's more of those type of people anymore out there than, uh, at least vocally, um, than there, than there's not online and built by venison. Yeah. Jealous and ego uh, is the number one problem. It is crazy to think about like how anytime anybody has some success, it, it, it's almost a negative thing. We, we see all these now this, the Alexander buck thing, you know, that's, that's here. That's yet to be determined apparently, but it's like anytime someone kills something big, we have to have some type of a, a big hate group for them. Um, you know, anytime someone is successful for multiple years in a row, there's something wrong with it. And hunters are awful at this. Like in our minds, we have these blinders on like, this is how you should hunt. This is how I think everybody should hunt. And it's, uh, it's not how everybody uh, operates. Like some guys think of hunting as I'm going to go out, I'm going to put four, deer in the freezer so i have meat all 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 season and i'm going to do that whatever's the most efficient for me whether that be a crossbow a rifle a corn pile like that's what hunting is to them it's a means to get meat um then you have like the extreme opposite where it's like you have like a trophy hunting longbow hunter right that that uh you know i think hunting should be i think it should be as traditional as possible and why are you shooting these three or four year olds? Let them get bigger. Uh, you know, why are you using a, a, a crossbow or why are you using a compound bow or why are you using a rifle? And, you know, that group of people has their blinders on because that's how they think. And in, in reality, like there's no, you know, all those answers are, are correct. Like any, if, if hunting is to getting meat for uh, your family and you want to use a crossbow, then, you know, why, why do we have such a, like a, a hard headed, um, I hate you type mentality towards those people. And then the vice versa, like those, the people that, um, you know, use the trad, but I'm just using these as examples, use the, only the trad bow. And, and this is how it should be, you know, ah, like, and, and I'm in that boat. Like I get frustrated sometimes with, um, you know, you, you see a, uh, you see a big giant deer on social media, like the last couple of world record, uh, um, not breaking, but like pushing that world record bucks, they've been killed with crossbows. It's like, Hmm, you know, th maybe there's something to that, but it's like, no, it's, it's legal. And you know, as long as they did it legal, which I know the Alexander buck, that's to be determined, but like Dustin Huff killed that giant deer here in Indiana, um, killed it with a crossbow. He did it legal. It's fine. Like, why, why, why do I have, and it's like that Joe, Joe thing, that, that ego thing. Like I need to check myself. Like, don't, why do, why is the first thing that comes to my mind is like, oh man, he shot it with a crossbow, but it's like, no, it's, it's, it is what it is. Like that's how he wants to hunt. And maybe he, maybe he was one of those guys that wants to be as fit as efficient as possible. Maybe you're a guy that I can only go hunt, you know, four days a, a year. I want to get a deer in the freezer. I'm going to use whatever weapon is most, uh, effective that's that should be fine um okay sorry i got off on a little tangent there <laughs> outside of my notes um and and again these are just my thoughts like i'm just spitball spitballing this with you guys if you guys have like any comments or um leave them in the in the comments here because it's i think it's going to be a really good discussion to have um oh jim yeah all hunters are at a different level Completely, dude. And uh, I was talking to Andy May about this the other day. Um, and he's, you know, me and him had a long conversation about this. And he made a really good analogy. He's like, he goes, look, man, some of us are, are uh, you know, some people in the hunting com community, they're playing against the sixth grade girls on an eight foot rim. And it may look like they're killing all these big deer, but, you know, it's just not the same playing field. Some of us are, playing in the NBA against LeBron James, Michael Jordan and Shaq. And, you know, we get some dream team all-star, uh, field. 
Um, so it's, it's tough because we do as hunters, like judge ourselves off of, of what's going on in around us in our hunting community. And the problem is, is now our hunting community used to be just our local, um, who, you know, whoever stopped by the deer check-in station. Now it's like the world, you know, the, the whole country that's deer hunting, you can see all everything on social media, which I don't know if that's good for us. Um, and the, the jealous weak-minded men, you know, that's a, that's probably a culture problem more than just a hunting problem, right? That's a tough one to, to solve. But another thing that, um, ha, you know, has or has not hurt, hurt, uh, the hunting world, you know, the YouTube boom, something that happened, whatever it was about 10 years ago now, where everybody can post their hunts on YouTube and, and we kind of went away from the, um, the outdoor industry or the outdoor uh, media, what's it called? Outdoor channel into more of the, everything's on YouTube now. And I think, I think this is just me thinking off the top of my head, but I think the big problem with YouTube is that, you know, you watch a hunt on the outdoor channel, you don't like it, you click off of it, right? Like there's nothing much you can, there's not much feedback you can give there, but like on YouTube, everybody can have you know, their, their feedback is, you know, right underneath the video here, you can, you can see what people think of this video. Um, and that can create a snowball of these, you know, again, like weak-minded men and, and weak-minded women that, um, you know, feel the need to hate on something. Now, some things deserve to be hated on, but like cer certain, you know, some guy going out on public land and shooting a six pointer and filming it, and putting it on YouTube, you know, you look underneath that video, there's probably some comments bashing that guy. And I think that's, that's a, uh, when our community got really big on YouTube, um, I think that is the, like the cesspool in, in the comments section that is not good for, for hunting. And like Joe Rogan said, it's just weak-minded men that feel like they need to bring others down, uh, to make themselves feel better. Um, let's see here. Um, Okay. The technology thing. That's a, that's a big one. That's a really clickbaity thing right now. Uh, you know, I, and, and this is a lot, a lot of these are like me and Andy were talking the other day. This is some of his, you know, some of the stuff he, he was, um, feeding me or giving me some, some ideas. Um, and I hope he doesn't mind me, me sharing some of that, but the, uh, you know, he, he, we got, we got this Western, like in the hunting industry, everything seems to come from the West to the East. Like everything kind of filters this way. Right. And right now in, in the West, there's a lot of things going on. There's extreme point creep. Um, a lot of the States are like doubling their prices of tags for, for, for non-residents. Um, you got Colorado, which is a, a huge mess, right? You get they're they're, uh, the, the, uh, governor of Colorado it, it, um, is, is anti-hunting. Um, you got, you know, the, the ban of cell cameras because of people over, um, over you, over using them or using them in a manner that's not healthy for the, the wildlife. Um, people getting in fights over, over where their cell cameras are. You got that happening in the West and those guys that live out in the West, it's getting harder for them to, to draw tags. You know, they're, you know, the West, if you guys have never looked into hunting the West, it's not like the East, like these guys, they get one tag a year. And some of them, you know, sometimes not even that, and that's it. You don't get seven doe tags and two buck tags like you do out here in the, in the, in the Midwest. So they have a lack of opportunity in general, just because they don't get as many opportunities at, at killing a deer because the tags aren't, aren't available to them. Now it's getting harder because, um, you got, you got outfitters leasing up land, um, and you got less public land. You got, the politics of, of things getting harder to navigate because we have more anti-hunting inside of politics. Um, so I've heard more and more people from out West starting to move East coming, uh, to, to hunt whitetails because they don't get opportunities out, out West like they, they, they used to. So that's an issue. And like, you know, maybe we don't feel that right now, but I have a feeling things are going to flip flop. Like, um, back about 10 years ago, it seemed like everybody from out, East wanted to go out West and have that experience of, of hunting uh, because it was ac accessible still. Well, now the, the tides are kind of turning where things out West are getting harder to come by. And I think people are going to eventually kind of switch ways and start coming East to hunt instead of West. So 
I don't know what happens in 10 years. Do we, are we, is the, is the East side of the, the U S going to be what the West is right now? I don't know. Um, but it's something to think about. Okay. So we got all that happening and, and then also like technology keeps improving, right? We get better crossbows, better compound bows, long range stuff for, for rifles, um, long range stuff for muzzleloaders, right? Like muzzleloaders. I don't know if you can even like compare a muzzleloader from 10 years ago or 15 years ago to, to today. It's so much different in technology. Um, and then on top of that, we have this, so everything's becoming a little easier with technology. Um, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's, it's becoming easier, right? We can be more accurate with our compound bows. We can be more accurate with our crossbows and be more accurate with our, our compound bows or our, um, yeah, our compound bows. We can be more accurate with our rifles. And then on top of that, we have land going away. So there's less, less things for, uh, less places for people to hunt. Um, and then we, you know, add all those things together. All of a sudden the opportunities are dwindling away. They're not gone by any means, but every year it feels as if they are, you know, we keep getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, and, and, uh, uh, you know, a really good thing to think about with this is, um, you know, back in the day, and this is something Andy told me back in the day, you know, we, we used to look up to guys like Dan, um, John Eberhardt, uh, you know, they, and, and they would, they would go out and they would kill, you know, you killed one buck a year and it was a 130 to 140 and you did that every year. Like those were the people we really looked up to, um, in, in the outdoor industry. And, and, um, even, even if you like watch back in the day, some of the monster buck stuff, you know, those guys were, you know, they, they would kill, you know, they'd get consistently and kill a 150 every, every year. Like that was something else. And you were on monster bucks and, now, man, like they're, uh, with, with the, you know, increase in technology, whether it be, you know, cell cameras and corn piles and everything else, like you're getting people that kill, you know, two, 200 inch deer a year. Um, and you take, bring it down 200 inches, just, just a couple booners every year. Um, so it's like not a secret that these things have, uh, gotten easier for, for hunters. Um, and you know what, so, so think about all that now, like maybe you guys start thinking about like, and you can comment on in, in here, what are the answers to all these problems we have at the, at this particular moment in time? You know, there's the, the obvious one is like, you make things harder, you know, um, you take back, uh, you crossbows, you know, take, take that out of the equation again um, cell cameras, you know, we see that going away slowly in certain States. Um, but I like, I don't know if that's the the right answer. I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head right, right now. Right. Um, but it seems like something was going to have to give eventually. Maybe, maybe the answer is you give more incentives, uh, to, you know, farmers to produce more habitat for wildlife. Um, you hate to see like the government get involved more and more than they, they already are, but it's like, well, someone has to get involved. Right. Um, we, we, as hunters don't seem to be able to do it ourselves. We keep, uh, shooting ourselves in, in the foot. So, um, maybe, maybe that's an option we, that, that could be, uh, viable. Uh, the, the whole losing public land in, in the States is like, does the feather federal government have to give some incentive to, um, the, the states to keep or, or purchase more public land or whatever the case may be, give, give some incentive or a premium to the people selling land to sell it to the government instead of, uh, to the, um, private individual. And I, you know, that doesn't sound good either. Right. Like, I don't, I don't really like that idea, but I don't know what the answer is. Um, what else here? We could, uh, here's a, here's a thought, make it illegal to post your, your, uh, you know, your trophies or whatever you want to say, your, your deer pictures on social media. Would that solve problems? I think it would solve some problems, right? <laughs> like, I wonder how many people would stop hunting 
if they uh, couldn't couldn't like brag about brought it on social media social media i don't you know like it, it wouldn't you know i think my generation i don't know i don't know um my generation is a weird generation right like we we're kind of the computer generation but at the very beginning of the computer generation um i i, I don't know how many that how many people that truly affects like that i can you know, put, put my big buck on Instagram for everybody to see. Like if, if that was the case, would people not be so, uh, would they not, would they use a few less trail cameras? Would they, um, would they, you know, spend more time with their, their family or whatever the case may be? Um, again, I don't know if that's the the answer, just some thoughts I wrote down, uh, on, on this, uh, on this, my note sheet here, but, but something else that we, I think we get caught up in, is that we forget that like what we are doing is a uh is a resource that can go away right like um uh, the wildlife went away one time in the, in the in the US or nearly uh extinct you know that we we had a hard go at it there um for for a while when it comes to to wildlife and we had to work to get that back to where we are today um, when it comes to hunting. So, you know, are we going to go through another cycle right now And that, you know, it does seem like everything goes in cycles, right? Like, are we going to go through a cycle where we screwed up, everything is screwed up and you had like, you know, the Roosevelt, um, uh, presidency where he kind of flipped around and started conservation again. And that's where we saw the increase, um, in, in healthy wildlife populations and, and healthy wildlife and healthy, healthy, uh, hunter ethics, um, where people just weren't, you know, killing everything, uh, that, that they saw for the, the fur market or, um, for, for meat, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's, that's something that, uh, is going to happen again. Maybe there's going to be an administration that comes through and is like, holy crap, look at this issue, um, on, uh, that we're, we're having in this hunting industry and the, in the, what's going on with the wildlife, um, and, and maybe, maybe that changes things again. You know, maybe there's some hard headed president that's going to come by and be like, Hey, we got to stop this. I don't know. I have a feeling that, uh, with everything going on in the world right now, the, the hunting, uh, industry is probably pretty low on most, uh, people's prior, uh, prioritized, uh, agendas when it comes to, uh, presidents. But those are kind of some of my thoughts on, on, that topic. I wanted to hear what everybody had to say. So make sure you, you leave that in the, in the comments, uh, before I get to the comments on the, on this video here, if you guys didn't know, I have all my sponsor stuff down in the description of these podcasts and a lot of them have codes for you guys. And I don't do a very good job of telling you guys that. So I wanted to let you know, like Osseo has a code echo 15. If you guys ever need any Osseo gear, you can say 15% off. Um, also, uh, Exodus, if you guys need anything there, we got a code BTE there as well. So I wrote that down because I always forget to tell you guys that on that, that show. And I hope you guys, if you buy anything from them, use that, those codes. What else? Let me look at my notes and see if I got anything else I wanted to talk about. I think that that pretty well covers it. Let's go to the comments. I want to hear what you guys had to, had to say, other than you can't hear the video. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jim Funk. He says, definitely uh, politics. They're going to force us to have to buy farmed animals for big businesses. Um, yeah. I, yeah, Jim. I mean, I... That's, that's another thing that could happen that I didn't write down. I mean, it could just be that we could become like Europe where this thing we all love is just a rich man's game and none of us can afford to do it, right? Like if public land keeps dwindling, um, we don't have access to that, that the experience on public land is bad enough that we all decide we don't want to hunt. All of a sudden, the only way you can hunt is you pay landowners lease fees that are, you know, right now they're, whatever they are, you know, $10,000 for <clears throat> however many acres, a couple hundred acres. 
all of a sudden that goes to 20,000 to 30,000, you know, the, the, the supply and demand issue, right? Like if there is a um, demand for something like deer hunting, deer hunting land, um, and the supply is very little, that's going to drive the price up. And that all of a sudden then we're Europe, right? And nobody can hunt other than people uh, that can afford $50,000 leases a year. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's like golf. Maybe you, uh, you can pay for the, uh, the Augusta national or, uh, and, and you, you pay, you know, $50,000 a month because you get this awesome hunting land and the rest of us are playing at the municipal golf course here for, uh, you know, $20 around. I don't know. Maybe that's what happens to, to, to deer hunting. Let's see here. As hunters, we can be our worst enemy. Yep. That's right, Tim. Go subscribe to First Sit. You've been posting more, Tim. That's good. I've been enjoying your videos. Uh, again, guys, I know people have opinions of those three guys that are up there. I just thought that it was a good conversation. Let's see here. Zeke says, I just got done talking to another Facebook hunter saying we need to work together and not tear each other down right before this guy was mocking Zeke for his rifle caliber. Yeah, that's stupid. Not, not that, not your stupid Zeke, the, that guy's, uh, I think, I think he may be one of them people Joe Rogan is talking about that, uh, weak-minded men. Um, let's see here. This is the issue, Tristan, and you're exactly right. A lot of small-minded people seem to have a lot more time for the BS than the rest of us. Inherently, that's a, that's an issue, right? Like people that are productive assets to society typically are on Facebook uh, mocking and and uh, putting down others, right? So we do need to keep that in mind. Like if you if you do get some hate on social media, like those people probably are, uh, they're probably hating on you because, uh, they're jealous of you and they feel like they can, uh, make themselves feel a little bit better by telling you what you did wrong. Um, yeah, man, uh, Tristan, that's a good point too. A lot of people do, uh, do get a little sensitive online. Um, the, 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 the problem with, um, online conversations and not people not not face-to-face -face conversations is that you can't judge someone's tone you can't see if someone's just kind of smirking when they say when they type something out like a joke and i think we as humans like automatically go to the worst thing possible right instead of taking taking it for probably what it actually is as a as someone kidding around or, or joking and some people's personalities are different right some people like to riff on others and some people are super serious about everything so um, that's the bad part about communication online. Steve, I only go for my own enjoyment, whether it's bow, rifle, rock, or stick. I think it's a good way of going about it, man. And I think that's the, um, that's the problem. But I think I'm not saying you're like this at all, Steve. It's just something I wanted to say. Um, you have to be okay with others also going for their, for their own enjoyment, right? Um, and again, Steve, not you in, not personally you, but like, we have this, like, I like to go and do this. Okay. Well, I like to go kill something with a longbow. That's good. But Bob likes to go kill something with a crossbow and that's how he gets his enjoyment. And we have to be okay with that sometimes. Right. Um, and also like, um, the, the, the whole crossbow issue, um, you know, whether, whether it's an issue or not, I think like 70% of the archery um, harvest last year were with a crossbow. It's legal. Like, I don't, you know, it's not, it's not whoever I said, Bob's fault that the state made it, it made, made it legal. You know, is it his, is it really the crossbow hunter's fault? I don't know. I think it's deeper than that. Right. 
CK, yeah, this is a this is a big issue. He's like, it feels. I feel like people just aren't happy for others' success anymore these days. It's like we live in a world where people thrive off others failing. I think we do online for sure. I think probably the vast majority of, of folks are happy for for others, but it is like that that thought that you get in your mind when you see someone that's successful and you're like, yeah, screw that guy. He had to do, you know done something wrong instead of being like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Congratulations. It's no, we have to, we have to, as soon as something positive comes up for someone, we have to give someone a reason to not like that person, whether it be, you know, Joe Rogan killing a, a elk on some cushy piece of, of, of private, you know, instead of being like, man, that was a cool, whatever, cool hunt, cool experience. It's like, Screw that guy. He only only reason he can do that is because he has money. It's like, yeah, well, are you jealous of him? Like, I, you know, is that if you had that much money, would you be jealous of him? You know, if you were, you know, richer than Joe Rogan, would you be jealous of him? Or is it, or, or you know, would you have those same comments? Or is it because you know he's done well and his his world and and is able to do that? I don't know. You know, um, it's tough to say. Like, would it's it's a funny thought to have. Like. Most of us probably, if we're being honest, we hunt public land or knock, you know, free permission properties because we can't, we can't afford to do it. Like we can't afford to buy 400 acres, right? Like if all of a sudden tomorrow morning you woke up and someone bought you a lottery ticket and you're worth, you know, a couple billion dollars, how would next deer season go for you? Would you still be uh, stomping around the Hoosier National Forest walking two miles in, in the hills to, um, you know, not see a deer. Like, I don't, I don't think I, I'll be honest with you. Like maybe I'd do it sometime, but I'd probably, I'd probably buy me a farm this summer to, to deer hunt on a little bit, you know? Um, so I think we had to, we had to calm down a little bit on, on people that hunt private land. Cause, um, I think it's some of it's a little bit just, just being, uh, uh, some jealousy, not everybody. I'm not, not talking about everybody, but, but some, sometimes I think that's the the problem. Let's see here. Let's see. Ethan says the Bella initiatives are a real danger. In my opinion, it doesn't take many anti hunters to get half a million signatures on a petition. The wolves in Colorado, are a perfect example. Yeah. The, the Colorado thing, that's super weird. Like, cause as that was all happening, uh, wolves naturally were reintroduced or were introduced into Colorado. Like they, some of them came across the border from the North. Um, and they still, you know, went on with the, the initiative to release more wolves into the, um, into Colorado. So yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean, Ethan. And I think that's, I think that's just, like another thing, like I said earlier, like it's another, uh, perspective of anti hunters having their crap together and being organized versus we can't, you know, hunters can't like Cameron said, kind of can't get out of our own way sometimes. Yes, Tim, it's a, it's a hard question to, to answer. And I'm not, I don't have the answers. It's just me wanting to have a conversation online about it with everybody. Hmm. Let's see here. Lost in the Woods says, I think if we can find some common ground, it would be a good start. Uh, identify a problem and then actually have uh, conversations about how to fix it. That would be a great start. Um, and I think that's that's the tough part is we have, I mean, dude, even inside the hunting community, it's, it's you know, we have, you know, trad bow groups. We got crossbow groups. We got compound groups. Like I'm, I'm talking about actual groups, like, like specific magazine companies, specific, um, you know, organizations, specific Facebook groups, all this stuff. It's all very divided. Right. But I don't know if we actually have like a come together, a, you know, a, a hunting beast form, mobile hunters, unite, um, saddle hunter. Like it's all, they're all this clicky groups that we just fight amongst each other. And it's pathetic. It's freaking really pathetic, dude. Um, pathetic and petty i don't even know if i finished my thought there but i'm gonna end it there 
Yeah, I, like I said, Ethan, I don't know if that's I don't, I'm just was was thinking out loud. It's just it's a weird uh, um, conversation, and yeah, I understand it's freedom of of speech. CK, here he has some stuff here. He says I've stopped sharing. Um, loosely lips sink ships. Uh, what I harvest between me, God, and my harvest. If it makes me happy, that's all I care about. I have my standards, and that's what I follow. That's good, man. I think that's. Uh, I think if everybody took that approach, things would be fine. Uh, correct, Tim. Let's see here. Sorry, guys. I read like a sixth grader, so I'm going through your comments here. CK, that's right. Um, not everyone has a 150 deer roaming around. Everyone's trophies are different. That's correct. Yep. Um, and, dude, I've heard it from um, people that live out and or that, that have visited some of these premium farms in Iowa and they literally say the deer out there like cattle, like just bedded down in a field in the middle of the day, just one fifties. We are not on the same playing field. I got to leave here in eight minutes, guys. I got to go pick up Huck from school. I'd like to see Tim says like more Tim says I'd like to see more advocates, good advocates in the hunting industry, strong leaders like Stephen Ranella. Yep. Yep. I like Steve. I think he's I think he's done well to um to uh overall I think he's done well to promote the hobby in a positive light. Um I'm sure people can uh nitpick things that he has not done perfect. And I'm I'm sure he he'll tell you the same thing. I'm sure he's he'll say he's not perfect, but overall, I think he's a positive asset to the hunting community. Yeah, veteran outdoors. Um, it's already there. They're, the average guy can't uh, afford a lease or to hunt out of state. It is. Yep. Now, you know, this is like the first. Uh, for, I've never felt the need to have a lease or anything, but like I thought, like I've, it's ran through my mind this year. Like, man, it'd be it'd be kind of nice to get something tied down because it may not be an option in the future, you know. Um, yep, uh, Avon Legend, that's right, pay to play kind of thing. Let's see here. No social media for Jim shares only with friends and family. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I have a few hunting buddies that don't have any social media at all and they, they still love to hunt. You know, I think, I think the majority of people are like that. I just wonder, you know, I just wonder what would happen. It'd, it'd just be interesting if it'd be interesting to know, like, I don't, I know the freedom of speech thing. I obviously, obviously agree with you there, but like, um, it'd just be interesting if none of this ever happened where hunting would be, you know, if, if social media, if for some reason, social media never took off on, uh, as far as the hunting world goes, what would happen? Hell, I, I wouldn't be sitting here. Um, okay. Tommy, I'm going to talk about this. Rogan is a good ambassador for the hunting, hunting, even though he F's up, um, a lot of hunting info. Um, I, 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 I agree with you. I think anybody that has the amount of influence and power like Joe Rogan that speaks positively of hunting, um, is a, um, is a positive. I think the problem sometimes with Joe is probably he's not, he doesn't, and you can actually hear it a little bit in this podcast. If you listen, like he, he doesn't have, 
uh, quite the grasp understanding of, I think the average hunter. That's the only thing that I think he, he could, if he did some more research or maybe had some talk to some average hunters, they would, uh, he would have a better understanding of, of the hunting community. Um, but again, and that's just, again, that's not me, um, you know, not being, I'm not, not, not criticizing him at all. That's just, I think it just is what it is. You know, um, he grew, his hunting experience is much different than what we, um, than what we, uh, most of us are involved in. But again, oh, the, the majority of what he's done has been very, very positive for the hunting world. Uh, yep. Here you go. This is another thing you could talk about mass info being put out. Yeah. It's, it's way easier now to learn about hunting than it, than it used to be. Um, uh, a couple more minutes, everybody, Jacob, the wild calling. He says, I feel Jealousy is the root of so many hunters versus hunter arguments. Everyone wants people to be put on a level playing field or to hate others that don't hunt like them. Yep. Uh-huh. I think the, the people that are like truly hating on people, that is definitely a, a problem. Um, and well, you can like, and I'm not saying all that, like you can have conversations and disagreements in hunting. That is totally fine. I think it's the like blatant, I'm going to put these people down is a, uh, and, you know, it is super weird to get on the internet on a YouTube video and just comment like something negative about someone's video. It's just, that's a weird thing to do or hit the, hit the dislike button. It's a, it's a weird, that's a weird mentality. Um, yeah, Everhart. Yeah. That's what, I, that's just what I was talking about. It's uh it's okay to, to have negative conversations or uh, as long as they're being, um, you know, productive, not, not just to put someone down, not to, you know, degrade someone. Let's see here. All right, guys. That was a good conversation. Thanks for all the comments. If you're listening to this uh, after the live, just leave a comment in the chat below, and I'll I'll try to get to it. Maybe we can maybe we can solve all the problems we have in hunting right now. Before you leave, guys, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. And I will see you. Oh, something else. We're gonna have we have three shows this week. So last week I tried to uh, do one with Rendell at a hotel we were we last week was a freaking mess i was dealing with a bunch of um work related things and uh i had to travel and we had crappy internet at the hotel we were at and didn't end up getting uh, a show put out but this week making it up to you three episodes talk to you guys later thanks everybody bye